Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. So glad you're spending your Wednesday night here with us on Tech 5 Radio. This is Jonathan Kirsting. And this is Audrey Russo. So Audrey, you know what? It is like... I can't believe the time's almost here, but it's almost time for our big data right, summit this year. Right, and that big year. data summit is coming up soon. I know. It is on... January 30th, all day and long. so it's all day long, and I want to I talk a little bit about it. It is our fifth um, incarnation of Oh my goodness, it's already been five of these yeah. now. Oh my God, yeah. you're right. We started it with, um, I love it when you call me big data. Exactly. And uh, now we call it Beyond Big Data. Data, yeah, it's AI exciting. Yeah, because we're summit. adding we're adding the AI and the machine learning mm-hmm. part to right. it, which I think is a lot of fun. And so our focus obviously is on analytics and artificial intelligence, machine learning, all the things that are empowering business and making life easier for all. But this is really geared towards executives in a variety of industries, almost every market sector. And um, because you know you can get inundated in the sea of solutions. Oh, it becomes so like, how do you have, even navigate it yeah, at all, right? We have some great speakers. I mean, we got some great people coming in, people who you're, you're either want to get in front of so that you can sell to them or understand what their capacity is. But we have a few keynotes. Steve Miller, he's the Vice President of Strategy and Analytics at Dick's Sporting Goods. Wait, Dick's? See, people should be really excited about this. You want to talk about a company that's selling a lot of stuff, trying to market to a lot of people. And the data they're crunching over there, well, that yeah. could be. I mean, that could be a sport within itself. Differentiator. I would almost call it a contact sport at that point. <laughs> well, then we also have the vice president and chief yeah. digital officer of PPG. So Devishish was yeah. on our show not right. about three months ago. He just was arriving into Pittsburgh, just setting up shop here, and, and he's he's the first uh, digital transformation officer. Over there, the chief digital officer, the CDO, as they call him. And then we have Manuela Veloso, PhD, managing director and head of AI research at JP Morgan. Dude, she's like, she used to be at yeah. CMU. She's like AI royalty. Yeah. She's yeah, royalty. these are some she's serious royalty. heavy hitters. I mean, this is – I just want to hear what they want to say, much less get to meet them and figure out what where some of their needs could right. be uh, met. You so know what I'm saying? Then we also have mm-hmm. topics that are um, – so, for example, we have Beyond Big Data at 101. And we've got some people who are going to talk about that who actually have their PhDs and come out of some of our leading locations here. We have Building Smarter, Better, and Safer Transportation for Smart Cities. Yeah. So we have the Chief Technology Officer at Rapid Flow Technologies. We have the CEO and Founder, which was a spin-out out of um, Pitt, Ohio. That's Idelic. We have um, Product Lead at Aurora. We have the president and co-founder of Roadbotics. Yes. So these ben are all Schmidt urban there. issues. Yeah, these are all urban. And then we have social impact. What does it mean for social impact? We have Kara Jones, CEO of Marinus Analytics. Okay. And then we have Tim Sim, the co-founder of Bloomfield Robotics. Yeah. Then we also talk about the big um, business issues. We've got um, we've got the parent company of Industrial Scientific. 
Israel Algundagu. He is the wow. vice president of analytics, PhD. Holy really mackerel. sort of world-renowned in terms of the work that he's doing. Yeah. We have Highmark Health. Uh, we've got IBM. We also have a technology showcase. So these are just some of the things that are going on right now. And that is a great day. It's a great day that we've put together. Here's what I like best about this event, Audrey. There's a 101 session. So if you're kind of brand new to this, you can catch up real quickly. Getting the basics, the nuts and the bolts, because we want to make sure everybody can attend and get something out of it. So I think having that 101 session, I think is really important. So if you're out there listening and you're like, I'm not so sure if I have quite the capacity well, to do this, like, no, stop on over because your mind's going to be open to some of the really cool stuff that's going on. Well, not only that, you'll get in front of people who are wrestling with problems as well. So exactly. if you're interested in trying to get strategic relationships, this is a great opportunity to do the same. I just can't believe the level of talent we have showing up for this this year. This is yeah, very exciting. To me, and it's just a few weeks away, and there's still time to register. If you want to check it out, just go to pghtech.org. It's right up there on our site under our events section. It's the uh, the big data, our, the Beyond Summit, just really cool stuff. I'm excited about this. I'm glad we have this. Uh, I'm, I, I can't believe it's our fifth iteration of this. I know it's great. And adding it's in really the uh, the AI and the machine learning, and some of these really great rock stars. So I'm very excited to, about this. It's just really kicking it up. That's for sure. So like. I can't believe like we're heading towards the end of January like this, and it's like we're not like slowly ramping into January. No, because really, <laughs> we're the kicking things it that straight. we really care about are making sure that not just people are listening to people who are doing this actual work, right. but understand the kinds of problems so that when they are inside of their own companies, they can leverage those relationships. Exactly, and that's whether big- it's through sales, whether it's just understanding how other people are solving right. problems, whether it's through collaboration. Very good and point. that's what we do at the Tech Council. That's the important piece, not just to go in and have a one-way didactic kind of exchange. It's around making sure that we exactly. cultivate these relationships so that they have meaningful business outcomes. And what a great way to spend a day. I love it, man. Once again, go to pghtech.org. Look for the Beyond Big Data slide there and you can check it all out so i'm going to be there i know you're going to be there and if you're out there listening you should be there too as far as that goes so like i said a lot going on already this year i can't believe like we're marching this this far and this fast going into it um today's show is going to be like really really fun so we have uh this i can't wait to have this guy on the show tonight he's actually he's gonna be our last segment for the evening audrey but we have uh we have lavar mccline coming in tonight he's the hay design guy and this guy just made pittsburgh his home a couple years ago and a uh, really energetic guy. He's building uh, some really cool technology, some really cool products to help kids get interested in tech adventures and STEAM education. And uh, like I said, he's just a blast of positive energy. And I just love the fact that he sees a problem out there, trying to get kids engaged and, and hooked on tech and hooked on science. And he's doing something about it. And it's these really cool coloring books. So they're really simple to do, but they, these coloring books actually can be turned into, into some AR, VR type of uh, apps as well, too, which is really fun. I love seeing guys like this build cool companies to help. And he's not yeah. a Pittsburgh native. And he's not a Pittsburgh native. So and he's exciting. loving it. Exactly. And also tonight on the show, I had a special interview with Dimitri Shirey from Deloitte. He's one of our favorite people to hang out with. He's got some great thought leadership. I talked with him earlier in the year and grabbed a really cool interview, really talking about how all things, all, all things around smart technologies – 
uh, Internet of Things, how that's empowering really inclusion within cities these days and how we need to embrace technology and the Internet of Things and everything around that. To me, it's just so much fun. And Dimitri's got some great insights on that. So I did hang out with Dimitri for a little bit. Always love having the chance to have him stop by and talk. So that'll be part of our show tonight as well, too. And, of course... To kick things off, we do have Dwayne Chandler stopping by tonight from Warner Telecom. He's also bringing his friend uh, Tim Juice with him as well, too. And these guys can save you a lot of money. You, I, I, it's amazing, Audrey, how like when people and their communications uh, equipment and their standards and everything else they have, like they are literally people are paying money for things they don't use anymore. These guys can kind of audit your systems and see what you need and what you don't need and save you a lot of money, and you can deploy that money for other things. So I think it's pretty exciting. Good I stuff. do too. I do too. A lot of tech vibe radio happened tonight. Stay tuned. Stay don't, tuned. <laughs> don't leave wherever you are. Just continue to listen. Absolutely. We'll take your advice on that. Just remind everybody with 2020 fresh upon us, the Pittsburgh Tech Council can be part of your business success. We love helping tech companies do what they do, helping them connect by going to events like our big data event. Um, go to pghtech.org, learn all about us, whether it's connecting with people, whether it's trying to find capital, whether it's locating the right talent, stopping by the radio show, being featured in our magazines. So many ways we can help you in 2020. Check it out. This is Jonathan Kirsting. And this is Audrey Russo. We're from the Pittsburgh Technology Council. Once again, pghtech.org. So, Audrey, we're back here on Tech Vibe Radio, having way too much fun. As I always say, we talk to the best and the brightest here in Pittsburgh's tech sector. And we've got two dudes from Warner Telecom hanging out with us tonight. So who's who's hanging out with us tonight? Tim, start with you. Yeah, Tim Jose here from uh, Warner Telecom. Absolutely. And uh, Dwayne Chandler from Warner Telecom. Nice to have you guys. We appreciate you here. having us. Yeah, great Thank to you. have. So so tell us what about Warner Telecom. Give us like some Give history. Tell us what yeah. you do. Our listeners yeah. always Give want to just the scoop. basics. Yeah. So with us, it's all about automation. So we provide managed services to our, our clients to help them understand their costs and services across their telecommunication network. That's uh, mobile, landline, and cloud services. And uh, we have a unique platform which pulls all that data into a centralized database, validates the data, and then gives the customer the ability to, to manage that data moving forward and understand what they have and what they need. So are people getting rid of their landlines? Yeah, you're seeing a migration in, in technologies, for sure, from uh, you know, uh, traditional technologies to you know, SIP and uh, SD-WAN and other technologies like that. And that's where we help the clients understand what they have today. You know, what am I paying? When does my contract start and end? You know, what are the, uh, the type of service I have? And how do I get to the future network? And that's so where what kind of problems might someone be having where they should call you? Um, you may be a client uh, had migrations of uh, businesses into there, so they, they've migrated uh, new acquisitions, and they need to understand what those acquisitions have. You know, we have a service that okay. help. Uh, maybe they've changed technologies, but the old network's still billing, and they need to validate what they need and what they don't. Our service will help there. Uh, maybe they see help paying their bills, and uh, we have. Uh, Wait, support- you'll pay my bills. Yeah, we'll pay your bills. Yeah, we'll, we'll pay <laughs> I'm your signing bills. up right now. Yeah. I'm going to a wonder. We're telephone. transferring <laughs> everything right yeah. now. Yeah. Stop. I think our, our, our client base is triple based upon that statement. Uh, but yes, we will help you pay your bills. And you know, we laugh, but there are some clients that you know flip paper to pay their bills. So they get a manual bill. They I know. write a PO number <laughs> right. on it. They're they going through it. it. Right. Yeah, we've manu- uh, written an algorithm which will completely automate that service and help clients uh, you know, to get something done within a day that typically would take four to six weeks. Wow, so is, that's do amazing. Do you have a yeah. funny story or any funny stories that yeah, you'd yeah. like to share? Like, there's got to be some interesting yeah, things. Yeah, well, well we, had a, we had a client that was a uh, pharmaceutical research company in uh, Princeton that that had, uh, they do maybe Princeton, one or, New Jersey? Princeton, New Jersey. Yeah, and they do maybe one or two acquisitions a year globally. 
And uh, they had uh, 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 T1s hanging out there to the tune of about $100,000 a month. Whoa, $100,000 a T1 line? line. Yeah, okay. yeah, that they were just paying, and they had been paying for 18 months. And so once we went in and did the audit, we were able to identify – you know, $100,000? $100,000, yeah. So that yeah, was a – Sounds like money a, well spent hanging out with big, you guys. Yeah, it was yeah. a big win, yeah. So it was really interesting. Before we hit the record wow. button on this, you were talking with Audrey, and she was kind of warming up for the show a little bit, was asking you, like, what is your typical – like, the biggest obstacle when, when you're trying to sell somebody uh, your services? And you said it was typically – it was the – potential customer themselves yeah, yeah, because so many people think oh, I'm managing my bill myself you know I think I know those T1s are hanging out there I got like, a guy that does that for me okay yeah I got a guy that's taking care of this for me so tell us more yeah, about that because I think that or, seems or, interesting like when you're finding these types of savings for people by these audits and stuff that you do well yeah because you know, a, a majority of the companies are understaffed so you know it's typically an that's IT true. person is actually good point running that and so so we you know we we view our service as a add you know a plus to the AP team, as they, they use us as a tool. So in a lot of cases, you know, we're, we're providing value that way because mo- most companies just don't have the capacity to to get down into the weeds and see the detail that we have. It's also coming into the 21st century. What tools do I have to manage my network? Right. And that's we have those tools. You know, someone might be writing manual numbers. They might be you know, doing things in Excel spreadsheets. We have dashboards that are you know powered by uh, advanced technology that help clients understand what they have from a visualista- visualization standpoint. It's not, I think I have this, or I'm working off a spreadsheet from three weeks ago. I'm coming to a dashboard that's live, and it's and live data. You see exactly what's you see going, exactly on. What's going right. on. We write those flags and those algorithms customize each customer so they can understand what data points are important to them. It's all about customization and right, helping the client. Because everyone has different data. needs. You're not going to have one thing that just plugs in on top of it and says, hey, now it's working. But you're literally finding out what specific needs they have, pulling those things up. So yeah, no plug and chug here, yeah, unfortunately. Gotcha. No, yeah. So where do you think, where are you headed for 2020? We are entering a new decade. Yeah, for, for 2020, we're looking to advance our technology to automate faster. Uh, we're looking at you know, upgrades to different technologies that we have. We're looking to help our clients understand ways they can you know automate their data and, and advance from what they, where we were even at today. You know, we were we're about a eight person firm about a year and a half ago. We're up to wait, 26 people now. Back up. Nice. Wait, wait, wait. Back up. Eight people. And up to 26. Now up to 26 in about a year and a half. We should wow. probably be in the you know, 50 uh, person range here by the end of uh, 2020. That's and great. Uh, that's where we're going as an organization based upon these clients. And we have uh, you know a diverse network of partners selling for us uh, nationwide right. and uh, getting us up into bigger and larger clients that need our services who need to automate because clients have always had that person who uh, managed their bills. That person's retiring. We, we take that knowledge that they have right. and, and inject it into a system which will help to automate that process moving. So forward. 2020 is the year to automate. 2020 vision. Baby. Absolutely. And Warner <laughs> Telecom can do that. Yes, yes, we can. Absolutely. And your website, just make sure, warnertelecom with two M's, dot com. Uh, and we also have a second one, okay. WTLcom.com. That's even easier. Yeah, it's, it's even easier, yeah. Okay. We automated there. Yes. See? Yeah. Look at that. You're even doing that. Yeah, you got yeah. me, man. We I love it. It's on a URL. Look how <laughs> Soon I'm just going to have something psychic. Yeah. Ex- and soon I'll just think about mind. it. You're going to oh, be in well, there. Oh, I got Did that. you get that? That's kind of inappropriate, that? but yes. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, my that's, gosh. That's, that's great. That's amazing. Who is a typical typical client out there? Because I always – when people are listening to the show, I always try to remind them that, like, everyone on our show is an approachable company there's someone friendly that wants to help like don't be afraid to reach out so i mean is there is there a sweet spot for you guys or is it someone's got a three-person shop that they need help that can give you a to us it's all about the data okay so, so it's, it's about 
be Dave. somebody has spends five thousand dollars a month, or somebody that spends four million dollars a month. Our, okay. our clients range, and it's all about the data points that they have, connecting to that data, uh, validating that data, and then reporting on that data. So it doesn't gotcha. matter to us the, the size, one way or the other. Okay. No limit, no, no minimum, no maximum. At the, at the end of the day, give you guys a call up, and you guys can analyze what's going on, and based on what you're finding, you can then yeah. recommend. One of the great things that we have a savings guarantee, so we guarantee a hundred fifty percent savings. So Whoa. if you spend uh, ten dollars with us, we're gonna get you a fifteen dollar return. And if wow. not, we're going to refund the difference. Well, that makes it yeah. like completely like, why would you not try? It's a right? no-brainer. And typically, we're boasting, you know, eighteen to thirty-five percent in savings. Yeah, no. we just had, we had a I understand why you went from eight to twenty-six people eighteen months, right? So we just had a client uh, last week that they were paying for an old technology. Uh, it was eight thousand dollars a month, and we got we retrieved their bills and started validating their services. And within about a week, we found out they didn't need one single service. They were able oh to uh, straight disconnect their second. services. You might be making severe enemies with some. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was, uh, providers. Uh, the, the providers definitely don't like us. And that's no, a good like, thing. No, yeah. no. And then you know, oftentimes you have clients that, that are you know they're looking to migrate to the new technology, but they, they haven't allocated any money in their budget for it. And so what we've been able to do is identify savings within their existing networks to allow oh, them to migrate. To, right. to, okay. to, to that's great. Network. And technology. I assume then, obviously, as time goes on, you got to it keeps it, you keep tweaking, you keep finding different savings in new ways because obviously the technology evolves, the needs evolve, the services evolve. It's organic for sure. Right. Right. It's growing, and we're seeing things that new clients will ask for, and we apply that retroactively to help clients. Oh, by the way, here's a different way of looking at it, a, a different tool that we've launched to give you the, the information you need to make powerful decisions. Well, I think it makes nothing but sense then if, if you obviously are managing these types of things to give you guys a call and check this out because – there's obviously you're guaranteeing some savings on this. And at the end of the day, like if you're, you're saving that money, you can apply that towards building your business and there's other things that are going to make you grow as far as that is. That's a great story. Yeah. We agree. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we agree. <laughs> it's actually it's terrible. We can't yeah. say it. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> no. This is why we love doing the show. We put little spotlights on these types of things right. going on. It's a Pittsburgh company with two cool dudes, as I said earlier and on. And one really show. good looking one. And one really good looking one. <laughs> That'd be me, of course. Yeah. <laughs> I can't thank you enough for, for stopping by and, and hanging out with us. Hey, thank tonight, you for so. having us, man. I've been wanting to do this for a while because yeah. I, you know, I think it's the show great. was pretty cool. I listened to it, and uh, you guys have done amazing things. So, well, well, we definitely you. appreciate your support. Of course, that's what we're here for, and simple as that. So, anyhow, once again, this is Jonathan Kirsten, and this is Audrey Russo. We are with the Pittsburgh Technology Council, and uh, oh my goodness, Audrey, I think we're like on our thirty-sixth year, thirty-seven. It, 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 we're, we're, it'll we're, be thirty-eight. Yeah, right? it's it's crazy. We've been around since eighty-three, helping tech companies like like. Warner Telecom wow. here to succeed. It's what we love doing at the end of the day because that's what's making Pittsburgh wow. pop. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Well, we've been members here since 2009. Right. Yeah. So wow. Yeah, the, the service that's you guys provide great. is great. Thank that's you. really appreciate Keep talking. Keep talking. <laughs> we've got a couple more minutes left. Actually, yeah. We'll plenty more time to talk about that. No, anyhow, thanks, guys. Really do appreciate it. Learn more about, learn more about us at uh, pghtech.org. This is Jonathan Kirsting. And this is Audrey Russo. Thanks for keeping your dial tuned right here to Tech Vibe Radio. And this is Jonathan Kirsting, and we are hanging out in the Huntington Bank Podcast Studio. And I have a good friend here hanging out with us, a big partner of the Pittsburgh Technology Council and a regular on Tech Vibe Radio. We have Dimitri Shirey here. He is the uh, managing partner at Deloitte. Great to have you here, man. Jonathan, thanks again for having me on the show. So, Great you know, to see you. Great to be here. Likewise, man. I tell you what. So we, we've been nerding out on some cool stuff over the past year all around – all around Internet of Things and smart cities and, and really, I mean, I always think it's kind of cool to see the thought leadership that Deloitte applies towards this because you guys really keep it on the bleeding edge. And I think today's conversation, I think, really hits my heartstrings because it's really talking about 
how technology and how smart cities can start to actually empower people. Because there's some startling stuff that you're going to talk about when it talks about how there's lots of groups of people, especially in the Pittsburgh area, that are kind of being left behind despite some of the great stuff that's happening with our tech industry and with our economy. And technology can be the great leveler of some of this. So I'm kind of excited to get going on this. Yeah, I'm certainly excited to share some perspectives with you, Jonathan. And again, you know, when you reflect on prior conversations that we've had with regard to all things smart, you know, we've talked about smartphones, smart TVs, smart homes, smart factories. Yeah. It's just an everything's Everything's getting smart. Everything's getting smart. <laughs> and that, quite frankly, that also means and includes cities. Exactly. But if, in, if we truly are going to be – if we are truly going to embrace a smart city, yeah. it will only be successful if we also embrace inclusion. Exactly. And that means making sure that we have – a smart city that is relevant to all of its constituents. Exactly. So, you know, if I can, if I could just take a step back. Let's for a do second. a step back. Absolutely. You know, if you look at the empirical data that's out there, okay, around you know diversity and inclusion on boards of directors yeah. of corporations, which is something we've talked about, we've talked in about broadcast before. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, senior leadership teams that run the companies, teams that you know do the work. There is empirical evidence that time and time again emphasizes the fact that a diverse group of people will truly provide a better business outcome. Absolutely. So if we are looking for economic vitality in the Pittsburgh region, we need to make sure that not only do we have a diverse constituency that's accessing this type of technology, but also is being included. And I want to place heavy emphasis on the word inclusion only because – you can have diversity, but you may not necessarily have inclusivity. See, that, I'm glad you brought that. That's a really good point because inclusion means people are participating exactly. and they're impacting, not just being there, but actually being part of the process. And before we jump into the conversation, let's just level set a little bit so just our listeners can kind of understand like what it means to be a smart city. And also, I think we talked about all these things being smart, like factories and, and so forth. City is the most important thing to be, quote, unquote, smart, because that's where we live. That's where we work every single day. And I think that's where we see the most impact of this technology. Absolutely. And, and so when you think about a smart city, yeah. what you're thinking about is technology serving as an enabler right. for the different types of public services that government can provide. Exactly. And, exactly. So, and, and I, and I want to I stress the word okay. enabler because – when you think about technology, sometimes there is a predisposition that technology unto itself is the end-all to be-all. And the reality is any technology type of effort is really centered around people, process, and technology. Exactly. But when it comes to smart cities, mm-hmm. there's also another important aspect of policy, and that is public policy, to make sure that it is both a top-down as well as a bottoms-up effort to achieve that level of inclusion that we previously referenced. Very much so. I'm glad we kind of set that out there as far as that goes. So let's get the ball rolling on this. Like maybe kind of just looking around, like what are some of the key areas where having a smart city and being able to get this technology into the right people's hands and make it accessible that we can start 
making this an, an empowering tool. And we should also probably talk about before we even get to that, because I actually we probably need to love this even further back. I think is that you know Pittsburgh kind of has some issues that it's dealing with right now. It does. I think maybe we should start there first before we kind of jump into the areas because I think that'll set that up a little bit better. But the fact that I mean there was a pretty startling report, you know, showing that local African American residents are experiencing a lot of inequality here and they're not being brought along for the ride. Maybe tell us a little bit about that. Well, as uh, as the uh, city of Pittsburgh report demonstrated, yeah. uh, there seems to be uh, a, an ongoing increase in inequality of all kinds with respect to right. um, African Americans here in Western Pennsylvania. Um, as I think you you very well know, as do our listeners, you know we struggle with one with being one of the least diverse communities in the country. Exactly, and you know that somewhat is manifesting itself. Uh, specifically with regard to the report that was recently issued, uh, which gives us all the more reason to make sure that if when we embark and as we embark on becoming a smart city, we are pulling in all of our constituents, which means that we may need certain types of public policy okay. that actually enhance that level of inclusion. So instead of being technology-centric, right. we need to be citizen-centric. People in process, right? Exactly. And, and said, also said another way, yeah. when you think about inclusion, it's about having it done with us as opposed to having it done to us. And that's a really good point, actually, because I think that that's what differentiates putting something together that's actually bringing everybody along, not just saying this is what's going to be and now you're, you're going to like it because <laughs> that's not the way it's going to work. That's true. But in order to do that, mm -hmm. I, I think as a region, we're going to need to uh, change some things and address some dynamics in okay. order to help facilitate that self-discovery. Okay. And so, for example, you know, I think one of the limitations that we need to address is, first of all, simply having access to digital platforms. I mean, that is absolutely the, the, the key fundamental part right there. Is the, without the access, you're not going anywhere. So expand on that. So, so right now, as we know, you know, in western Pennsylvania, depending on the demographics and the different constituencies that you represent, you may or may not have full access to, quote-unquote, the Internet of Things. And smart cities are going to rely more and more, particularly with the adoption of 5G technology. You were reading my mind on the 5G. <laughs> you know, they're going to be relying on that more and more to, to have you know, greater speed, greater accessibility, and greater throughput in order to process all the different sensors and data points that will be generated as a result of quote-unquote being smart. So mm -hmm. having digital access is one. The other thing yeah. is even if you have digital access, you need to have some competencies around how to use the digital tools. Right. So the idea of having training and having some development with regard to using that tool would certainly be critical in order to spread the good news with respect to the quote-unquote Internet of Things and smart cities. Um, the other thing that I would point to is community engagement. Okay. And the reason yeah. why, and the reason why I say about community engagement because uh, there, to a certain extent, to a large extent, that already exists and can be leveraged and taken advantage of. I think, especially here in Pittsburgh, I think that's one of the things we have a lot of. Right. Uh, we as a region, we as a city, certainly benefit from having a preponderance of nonprofit organizations that have connective tissues to our neighborhoods. Quite frankly, they have relationships. They also have data mm, on, interesting. Indi on okay. individuals who may not be connected to the Internet. And it, what's surprising is there's so many people that are not, and that's what's really, really crazy. So it will be critical to bring those types of community partners into the fold 
to help advance smart cities, whether it's here in Pittsburgh or, wherever, or quite right? frankly, yeah. you know, I mean, ac- across the country. They're on the well. front line at the end of the day. They're I on mean, the front line. And the other thing that they do bring to the table yeah. is an element of trust. Interesting. Okay. So when you think about trusting an organization right. that has access to your data, having those community agencies, those community nonprofit organizations involved is critical not only to providing data but also that invaluable uh, characteristic of trust. Right. Shemiding our listeners, we're talking to Dimitri Shirey from Deloitte, always hanging out with us here on Tech Vibe Radio, talking about all things smart cities. We're talking about, you know, building more inclusion and how technology in smart cities is a great way to actually begin some real inclusion in the cities, not just in Pittsburgh, but but beyond. And so, uh, Dimitri, recently I hosted a, uh, a panel discussion around just this topic and I actually used a lot of information from Deloitte for that discussion because you guys have a great website with some great, great information on there where people want to learn more. I mean, this is a very in-depth analysis that you guys are doing. I encourage people to go to Deloitte.com uh, and check it out. But when I was on there looking – I was just realizing how, how important it is that if people want to just access services, how technology can be so empowering just to make sure people can actually vote, how people can actually access you know, social services that they might need. Tell us more about how, how technology can really in, empower and give, get people to the services they need so they can become you know, better individuals and, and, and be more sufficient. Well, if there's one area that I could point to that's very relevant to our region and mm-hmm. our city, of course, is the aging demographics. Ah, okay. uh, and we have, you know, we have a population that is older and is going to require more types of caregiving ah, very uh, with good point. respect to our seniors. Right. And uh, as you may know, uh, for example, you know, the United Way has initiated an effort to really zero in on how to help support seniors as well as the caregivers that care for them. Uh, those types of resources, whether it's through the United Way or some of the other Allegheny uh, County agencies that mm-hmm. provide that type of support, are critical to both the the senior as well as the caregiver. That type of information is accessible online. Uh, it's also accessible by simply calling 211, which then can help direct you right. to different resources that are available, some of which are online, but some of which are also, you know, through the quote-unquote Jurassic Park of communication <laughs> called the telephone. The telephone. Imagine that. Are you kidding me? We've got about a minute or so left. What have we not covered that we need to bring up real quick before we want to? The other thing I would just touch upon, yeah. Jonathan, is the funding aspect. Again, all of this needs some type of financing opportunity. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that you know a region like Pittsburgh can, should, could be thinking about is perhaps how do we use opportunity zones Ah, uh, that, that makes a lot of sense, yeah. That were recently enacted as a result of tax legislation back in 2017, which is being taken advantage of not only here in western Pennsylvania, but also across the country as well. How can we use opportunity zones as potentially pilots where we embed a component of a smart city into that pilot in order to test drive it to understand what works, what needs it, what needs modified or revised before you real uh, before you roll it out and achieve greater scale. Because the idea is to smart start small. And scale quickly. That's the way to do it. I can't believe we're out of time. We need to talk more about this, but you're going to be back on this show. You're always back on. We're going to talk more about this. Once again, go to Deloitte.com. There's so much you can nerd out on there and really dive deep on this. And Dimitri, I love having out, having a chance to hang out with you and have these discussions. Jonathan, as always, thanks for the invitation. I can't believe we're out of time. We've got to wrap this show up. This is Jonathan Kirsting with the Pittsburgh Technology Council here in Tech Vibe Radio. Just to remind everybody, we're here every single Wednesday night. And if you want to listen to us on demand, 
again, just head on over to your favorite podcast platform and search for Tech Vibe. Welcome back. It's Tech Vibe Radio on a Wednesday night. This is Jonathan Kirsting. And this is Audrey Russo. And Audrey, it's our last segment of the show. I always like to say we saved the best for last. I want to make sure we had that extra bit of time because we've got a really cool guest with us tonight who I think is just going to inspire a lot of people. And I think it's just really, you know, really just kind of shows you some of the cool stuff that's going on here in the Pittsburgh tech sector as far as that is. So, so who do we have in the house? You have LeVar McCline, better known as the design guy. The, the design, design guy. guy. Yeah. Is that your website? HeyDesignGuy.com. You, you've probably seen my truck roll around because I have my face plastered you on the do. side of a white truck. Wait, yeah. I have not it's seen great. it. Yes. Wow. Yes. yes. A lot of people, when they see me on the street, especially sitting in the traffic, like I keep forgetting that I have my face on the side of the truck. Okay. I'm like, why are people staring at me? People just be like, look, and like, oh. So I'm always in care that I have to smile. You got to smile. And you're wave. waving. Do you no. get out and dance with the red not. light? I do not. I you do, do not. not. I do not. So what is Hey Design Guy? Like, so, why did you start it, and what what do you do? So I'm a graphic designer by trade. Um, hey Design Guy was actually the brand I came up with. Um, my undergrad from Robert Morris is in graphic web design multimedia. My master's is in brand development and internet marketing. So Bringing those the, two worlds yep, together. I like that. Yep. So one of the key things when, with good branding is people automatically know who you are and what you do. Hence the van. So, yep. check mark. Yep. <laughs> check mark. Yep. Yep. So, and, and my face is my logo. So what everybody see They're like, hey, you're that, – that is <laughs> your face. Like, hey, design guy. <laughs> your face hey, is your logo. <laughs> my face is my logo. <laughs> so it was created as a B Corp, though. Yes. Yep, so yep. talk about that. So I've always been passionate about giving back. So everything I do, of course, we all need to make money to pay the bills. But I always look at how can I change the world. So, so I started Hey Design Guy as a B Corp. So I'm a corporation, but I, you know, I act like I'm a nonprofit. Yeah, I think you that's act a, like so you give money away, you give stuff away, or I what? do. A, I used to do a lot of pro bono work for like nonprofits in Chicago and the D.C. area. Okay, how'd you get to Pittsburgh? Yeah, for um, college? No, I actually been here two years now. Um, I was working on a project for National PTA. I was their creative director out in D.C., and I was working with a client to build a membership portal for their six million members. Um, and six I was, million members. Yeah. Good yep, Lord, yep. man. Okay. So, um, the company was out in Cranberry, and coming back and forth once a month, I actually met my fiance. Uh-huh. And that's what brought me here. Oh. I like that. I'm glad that's she's around. That's what happens. Yep. Love yep. happens in Pittsburgh, yep. and you yep. stay. You stay, yep. Audrey. Yep. Nice. So, yeah, look, from my travels from Chicago to D.C. to now Pittsburgh, you know, my mission to give back and help is still there. And how long have you been in Pittsburgh for now? Uh, since 2017. Okay. So just over two years. Yeah. So talk about Hey Design Guy. What kinds of work do you do so people are listening yes. and they want to use your services yes so so for hey design guy i'm a graphic web mobile designer i've done work with with pnc i'm working on their mobile apps virtual wallet really the online cool banking. you're behind the virtual wallet stuff yeah. there i yeah. love it well not not the initial team right but i help with some of the ui yeah UX, exactly like to that. make it so you can use it yep exactly yep and uh in the past um i've worked with k12 um i was their their senior manager of the product for their online courses, oh, um, nice. as well as Rosetta Stone for their email marketing campaigns when I lived in the D.C. area. Wow. So why is – so talk – you got a master's degree? Yes. In branding management? Brand, brand development and internet marketing. Right. And I'm recently certified from MIT um, in human-computer 
HCD mm-hmm. or, or human computer, computer design. Yep. Wow, and development. Yep. So um, my passion, like I say, is always giving back, uh, hence the nonprofit that I started yeah. interesting. Um, so I want to merge design with technology. Like, like education is great. I'm big on education. Um, I used to teach at the Institute before they shut down here and things like that. Ooh, so, yeah, I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, that yeah it's, it's, I know, I know, I know. Yeah. I know, but to keep that going, I mentor with United Way and things like that. But my biggest thing is um, to combat uh, literacy, so the literacy issues here. So um, part of other things outside the Pittsburgh Tech Council um, I was part of Leadership Pittsburgh. Oh, nice. um, part of the Urban League. Uh, ACLU I'm on the board member. of the Urban League. Okay, mm-hmm. very cool. So um, a report came out that there was kids in the Hill District going to fifth and sixth grade that couldn't read, and I was like, "So what can I do to kind of change this right. dynamic?" Okay. So you know, always being big on education, I decided like, how can I use my skill set, my knowledge, to do something different? Audrey, I like this. Like seeing. An issue, seeing a problem, and saying, "How can I solve it?" Yep, yep, yeah. Yep. Okay. So, 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 I definitely consider myself the superhero of education. Okay. Because, I'm here to change. <laughs> that explains the ca- cape. Are you wearing a cape? Yes, I am. Yes, I am under under, under underneath your the button shirt. Up. Under your magic shirt. The yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, so adventure thing is starting at the earliest level for early childhood development where I want to merge technology, education, and learning just to make it fun for kids. You have to make it fun. It's yeah. the relevancy of it, right, yep. and how it applies to real-world stuff. Exactly, because a lot of people focus on either grade schoolers or high school students, but they forget that at that young age of three and four, mm-hmm. that's when a child is learning. You know, they're learning colors and shapes, things like that. That's exactly. that discovery phase. Okay. So I want to catch them then so as they grow up, Learning that's awesome. to them. Very much like so. That. And so, uh, LeVar, what's the website for that? People want to, want to check it Adventuresteam.com. out. Adventuresteam.com. Okay. That's easy enough. I can yep. even remember it. Adventuresteam.com. Okay. And so in the two years that you've been in Pittsburgh, what do you think? Uh, that's, a, that's a long question. I think it's longer than this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it, 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 it's definitely grown on me. Okay. Um, I've Ooh, always been okay. familiar with, with yeah. Pittsburgh. Like, you know, the sports, you know, Steelers. Of course, right. Like right. We love that, that, but there's something better than that in right. Pittsburgh, I'm hoping. Right? It, it is. Yeah. It is. So, so the tech scene is really starting to grow here. And I've always been big on technology, like like huge technology mm-hmm. fan. Like, I'm on every single thing. Any You're new an early adopter? Early, yes. yeah. Yep. Yep. So that that's the cool. Do so you have thing. like an iPhone 12 in your pocket somewhere? The one thing I don't do <laughs> is iPhone. No, no iPhone three. Like, like nice. I, I actually do have an iPhone eight plus. Okay, but it's only because when I'm designing an app for see, something, you I need, need to, to see, see how it works, works on it. Gotcha. But it's, it's always that one button that always gets me for Apple. It's always simple. Like if somebody had horrible UI, right? You have to hit that button to start completely over again. Ah, Where well, at okay. least with Android, you have you can go back, you can right. menu things. Interesting. Like that. Okay. It's a whole other conversation. Gotcha. Right? I love it, man. That's cool. But yeah, yeah. keep going about Pittsburgh and how you've been uh, plugging in uh, to yes. our, our tech yes. sector. Yes, so, so um, Duolingo is very huge here. Mm-hmm. So um, uh, talking to a bunch of VCs and things like that, they were like, outside of like Chicago and New York, like the larger cities, there's a lot more growth. Yes. But, I, but I'm starting to see things here, like with Uber here, you know, with the self-driving cars, right. Right. down p things like that. So I figured it would be cool to build something here. You know, Pittsburgh was always known right. As, right. as the steel city. Right. You know what I mean? But I think education and technology is key. Well, you're building something very important with this Adventure Steam stuff. I mean, I feel like there could be nothing that's more important than that, plus a ringing phone. 
as yes. far as that goes. That's all good. We're tech yes. shows. Plus his Android phone. Plus his uh, Android phone. Yes. 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 Android that phone. was not the sound of an iPhone going off. <laughs> <laughs> that was a sound bite exactly. for anyone listening. That was not my phone. No, we just kind of plugged them in just to make it feel weird. Um, but no, but the idea that you're building this adventure steam here thing in Pittsburgh, and honestly, I can't think of anything more important than at the earliest stages getting kids. Yes. Yes, integrated and in, 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 in hooked getting on Getting kids and parents engaged in technology. Right. The cool thing about it is they're interactive coloring books. Okay. So for there, there's a lot of schools that they just have lack of technology for funding. Right. So I figured from there, the, the coloring books are based around the Common Core and the national standards. So it's easy to get access to them yes. and they're not too expensive and there's no excuse not to use them. No excuse not to use them. I'm trying to make them free to lowest cost by getting sponsorships from the companies ah, here in Pittsburgh. Very cool. Very but the, cool. The, the real selling point is the add-on, which is the app, yes. which allows the coloring book page to be scanned for AR, VR experience for the child. Oh, that's so oh. cool. I so the custom it. characters I created, like Stacey the Scientist, she'll come alive right on the page of your phone or tablet and can interact with the child. They can quiz them, possibly do a virtual science project. No one else is doing that See, right that's got to make it so much fun. And you're yeah. the one doing that. Wow. Yeah. That's yes. awesome, man. Yeah, so I, I would wish. love to get that funded. So good. anyone listening, go right. to adventuresteam.com. Okay. Please donate and help me to get this off the ground. Yeah, because it's, I mean, like I said, I, they we're really pumped you're here in Pittsburgh doing this. And the fact that this is the town to be doing yes. this in, yes. I think as far as that goes. Yes. He said it's, it's a, he's building something. Yeah. So yes. we, we and that's what I've been saying all along. Exactly. That's like, why. I, come here to build. He Don't said come that, here Audrey. Exactly. He said that, and your eyes like lit up. Exactly. Yeah. So cool. Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh has a lot of bridges for a reason. You know what I mean? Like it, it ties everything in. You know what I mean? Like between companies, organizations. Yeah. You know, and, and and just community. Like Pittsburgh is very big on community. So so I've I've learned that a lot. Like when I first moved here, I never knew what Millville was. Okay. Until I did did leadership Pittsburgh. Right. Amazing, amazing communities we have here. It in is Pittsburgh. amazing. Wow, what a good ambassador! What so, a good ambassador! So, so we were talking to Lavar McLean. 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 No McLean. We With Hey Design Guy, and he is actually an award-winning designer, creative director, and adjunct, and he was an adjunct professor. Um, but his expertise is in print, digital, UI design, and social media marketing. Yeah, yep. and go so to, go to adventuresteam.com because this is – that's how they'll reach you. Yep. Yeah, adventuresteam.com to learn more about the nonprofit and – Hey, design guy, or if you see me driving down the street. Well, I want to see yeah, the van. Do do? I want to see this okay. van, and I want to see your face all over okay. this van. I think it's just way too cool. Yeah. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> so if you see the van, honk and say hello. <laughs> honk and say hello. Um, a lot of people, they'll actually find me on like Instagram, which is Hey Design Guy. Okay, cool. And they'll be like, hey, we just saw you coming down the street. That's too cool. I really like your logo. That's great, so man. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's Good great. Brand. Thanks for Thank bringing you. the super amount thank of energy you. we need here to keep Tech Vibe Radio humming and strumming, man. Thank Simple you, as thank that. You, thank and you. I think we need 100 more of you in Pittsburgh doing what you're doing because that's some great work. And it will be. It will be. I'll bring others along with me. Absolutely. Audrey, great. tell thank you what, you. this is why we do Tech Vibe Radio every that's Wednesday great. night because we get to talk to folks like LaVar over here who are just really making a difference in Pittsburgh, not only on the tech sector, but with education. All STEM or should I say STEAM related yes. stuff because you can't forget the art part. You cannot. You making cannot. it making it's it STEAM. <laughs> great, great important. stuff. Once again, Adventure – I'm sorry. The website, one more time. Adventuresteam.com. Adventuresteam.com. Adventure I almost said Adventures in Steam. That would have been wrong. Adventuresteam.com. Close enough. Close enough. But Adventuresteam.com. 
Go in, support, and donate. Excellent. Hey, this is Jonathan Kirsting. And this is Audrey Russo. We're with the Pittsburgh Technology Council, bringing you these great stories every Wednesday night here on KDKA. Learn more about the Pittsburgh Tech Council by going to pghtech.org. After that, have an awesome rest of your evening. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.